baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 744, 16 till 7, Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day. A lot going on. Tommy Satanovich, owner of Drago's, joins us now. Friend, good guy. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing just fine on this beautiful Valentine's Day, the day after. Thank God I don't have a really bad hangover and uh, get ready to, you know, this is the, in New Orleans, Valentine's Day is a little different than uh, than it is everywhere else because, you know, we're so blessed with Louisiana oysters. And you know the saying, eat oysters, love longer. And what do you want to do on Valentine's Day but do all the loving you can? Yeah, I love the way you said you're not too badly hungover is that what you said <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i said in my old age i'm getting a little smarter yeah he didn't say he wasn't hungover he said he wasn't too badly hungover well, what you did know, you what'd you do for mardi gras i'm just curious well actually i cooked uh, in the morning i cooked for uh, a group of friends uh, so they could have some food on a parade route and um after that i, I i'm dog sitting my son's dog and the dog is a little bit, it's special needs. I, I'm convinced of that. But uh, I took the dog and went downtown and caught the end of Rex because my good friend and the hospitality industry and in our city's great friend uh, was uh, King of Carnival yesterday, John Eastman. What a nice man. And uh, uh, he, he's, people have no clue how nice this gentleman is. And he is truly, truly a gentleman uh, in every way. He's so... You know, and sometimes they fluff things up when they talk about, you know, kings and queens and stuff like that. But this guy is so committed to the kids of the city and education and, you know, uh, with, with the Louisiana Restaurant Association, uh, with our, you know, the, you know our, our um, school to career program. And he's just all in. His company is all in. And, uh, and, and he's just a super guy, just a super, super guy. I, I could not. We could not have gotten a better King of Carnival. You know, we talk to him every year, and I'm not a friend of his, as are you, but I did meet him and spend a little bit of time with him. And and, and the only thing I could think of was the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. Do you know that one or not? Did they teach you that at Jesuit, Tommy, or not? Did they teach you that? No, 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 no. no. They got rid of me at Jesuit too soon. (laughs) But, But it's if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. And this man would be comfortable no matter who he was with. And that's, well, that's he's friends with people like me, so that, that there you go. Right that there, says you know? it all. And again, you and, got and one side taken care of. Communicated with me, so there you go. Tell me about oysters. What's the oyster? Because I know crawfish not doing so well this year, and we're going to talk to Mike Strain about that tomorrow. What's the deal with oysters? Because that's oyster. You know, the, the price is down a little bit, but that's that, that's not really saying much because oysters tripled in price during COVID. So now they're only double in price from where. You know, our price, the price that we're paying for uh, oysters right now from Louisiana, it's double what it was pre-COVID. So, obviously, that's a challenge that all restaurateurs and consumers have to deal with. But you know what? That's that's pretty much across the board with everything. That's that's produce. That's, you know, that's cars. That's, you know, it's coming down a little bit, but nowhere near where it needs to be so uh, so people can make the proper living. But uh, but the best time, you know, people get, get in this thing about the R months and all of that. 
the best time for oysters is January, February, March. Mm -hmm. And so we're right smack in the middle of the best oyster season, uh, the best time of year for oysters. And and this past year when you know we heard about that surge coming up, the, the saltwater surge coming up the river, uh, that also translates to there's no fresh water. So the oysters are so salty. The water's cold right now. So between the cold of the water, the salt that's in there, they are simply spectacular. And, and the good news is uh, just this past week, uh, Texas opened a section there. They're like 28, 29, areas 28 and 29, which are the primo sections of Texas. So so now everyone, you know, there's certain times of the year, Texas, even Texas has good oysters. And so those oysters are, are, are coming into our market right now. So, so you might experience a little bit of a price decrease right now, too. And you're getting beautiful oysters. Uh, the stuff out of Texas is really good. The stuff that we get from Louisiana is always really good. So right now, the short-term oysters look really, really good. We have well, we have a new general manager coming in, Dan Barron, and we had a little welcome thing for him at the uh, Liza Jane Hotel. I don't know where, where the oyster was from. I don't know what it was. But this, Tommy, was the most delicious oyster I think I've ever had in my life in terms of uh, of, of being salty and just tasting the water and just perfect. You know, I, it's hard to describe, really. Is there anything new going on with oysters or not, or is it just the atmospheric well, conditions or wet water or what? Well, they're, they're, I'm not sure what oysters you had, but, you know, like I, I like to tell everybody right now, this time of year, even my competition has great oysters. So I don't care if you go to Drago's, you go to Acme, you go to Felix's. Everybody's got good oysters. They should have really good oysters right now. But what's new in the market uh, and, and what's relatively new, what we're, we're kind of a little bit late on, are these off-bottom oysters that you hear and uh, that you hear about. They, they're making some in Grand Isle. They're making a lot. Uh, there, there's a Murder Point oyster that comes out of Alabama. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Go. Off-bottom and Murder Meaning Point? Grown, let let me take grown a break, in... Tommy, because I don't want to give you some uninterrupted time here, okay, to talk about that. Because <laughs> we have to stop for the traffic in a minute anyway. So let me stop now, and then we'll talk about Murder Point. And you said off-bottom oysters? Off-bottom and Salty Coast oysters and Grand Isle off-bottom oysters. It is the new thing. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're some of the tastiest Oysters that you're ever going to eat. Details coming up right now. We're looking at traffic on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 755 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWO, back with uh, a friend of ours, Tommy Satanovich, just one of the nicest people you'll ever want to meet, owner of Drago's, busy serving breakfast, took some time away from us. Real quick, before we get back to bottom oysters, off-bottom oysters, what is that gravy you make over there with the andouille? It's like a dark country gravy? What did you call it? Well, we call it a, we call it a Cajun country gravy. Instead of regular country gravy to go on top of a biscuit, instead of using regular sausage that everybody else uses, we use andouille. We put some sweet Creole bell peppers in it, and oh my God, it's delicious. Man, he had me over there for a, for a little breakfast tasting a couple of weeks ago. Tommy, I didn't eat until Sunday afternoon after that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was delicious. Anyway, let's. That's the way we want you. That's the way I was. Let's talk about off-bottom oysters. What are they? So. 
so oysters are traditionally grown on the bottom, uh, on, on the you know at, at the surface of the water. Uh, up on the east coast, over the years, they've invented another way where they grow them in baskets at the surface of the water. And, and there's a lot more agitation there. There's a lot more opportunity for oysters to filter the water, so that they get literally thousands of times more water to filter through it instead of a, a traditional oyster that we have on our bar, which takes about three years, two and a half to three years to uh, to get to maturity, these guys are are at mature sizes within a year, mm. and and you can control the salinity a little bit better by you know going to different areas and getting them and picking them up. They're a lot more labor intensive for when they grow, but oh my God, they're delicious. And it's called an off bottom oyster. Um, the ones that we serve, we, we serve a brand called Salty Coast, and it is exactly what the the, the name you know they're salty, they're delicious. You get that sea flavor, the minerals that that come out of the you know, the Gulf, and it's just just a great product. And, um, in fact, we, you know, normally people get oysters and they do cocktail sauce on this. We recommend, you know, doing it very, very, just either squeeze a little bit of lemon or we serve it with a, a little mignette, a French mignette, which, you know, is that kind of that, that vinegar sauce. It is absolutely delicious. I'm going to tell you what, what you described is exactly what I tasted when I had that oyster, and that's what I was talking about, tasting the water, the minerals in the water. You can actually mm-hmm. taste the water that it comes out of, right? Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of times they, they get the nickname boutique oysters, and uh, and that, you know, you're just a little bit more specific about where they come, how they're grown, the water, you know, the water is controlled a little bit more. Uh, I, I'm just telling you, it, it's uh, they're amazing. Is they're it a, simply amazing? Is it a cleaner oyster, Tommy? It's much oh, it's much cleaner. Just just realize if you know, like remember when you put your kids in the bathtub and, and after a good day of playing, and and they they're in the bathtub, the bathtub's all kind of cloudy and all that, and all that stuff sinks to the bottom. Well, that's what you have with oysters when the water, you know, in the bayous and all that. When that water starts agitating, all that the mud and the different it sinks to the bottom. That's why oyster fishermen they have to really work their beds. It's a it's a man's job. They go in there with their dredges and they rake those bottoms and they you know to bring them back up. You know, bring the oysters back to the top so they can, you know, so they can filter the water. Well, when the oyster's sitting at the top of the water, the water tends to be a little bit cleaner and it's easier. It's a lot more labor intensive because now they're in a basket, and um, but the, 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 the flavor and the taste, the shells you'll find are a little bit more brittle. They're a little thinner. Um, you know, for for amateurs at home easier to open and uh but if you have a chance to try it in any restaurant whether whether you're at drago's or acme or any one of these you know if they serve if they're serving a boutique oyster um and and again the one i'm familiar with is salty coast but they are delicious if somebody wants to get them tommy and maybe open a sack get some leads and some knives and be careful and chuck them themselves instead of crawfish boil huh exactly they're easy and you don't even need a lead just a knife and you put it in between the towel, and they open so much easier. Really? So where do you get them? Oh. Where can you get a sack of these things? Well, I, I mean, I know you can get them at Drago's. We we uh, we work through Fortune Fish Company the here in New Orleans. By the sack? They come 100 to a sack. You uh, can get the them by the sack at Drago's? By, by the box, yes. We oh, can I do that know. at Drago's. Well, there you go. Right there. Thank so, you, Tommy. I, and I guess I, you want I will definitely do that. They're that good, and I love to share good tasting. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll be back. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.